All right. Welcome to Operatory 9. This is the official episode 3 um, of the world's best dental podcast. If you didn't catch us last time at episode 2.5, we have a special introduction introducing Dr. Casey Hall, who has joined us on the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Chris and Dr. Jason. It's a delight to be with you again for another episode. Uh, excited to see how it goes. Me too. Now, Jason, I think we need to dive right in. I want to tell a story. Into of, the deep end, huh? Yeah, we're, we're going, going into the deep end already. Right away. Okay. 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 So, um, I, in our practice, it was, what was this, probably like four, five years ago, probably? Jason came to work for me, and well, this was this was three years ago. This was about two or three years ago. Is that was, all? It was about yeah. three. Yeah, because you've been here back from residency how long? So I've been back since 2017. So it's I mean yeah, now you're even. two years back, but then it was two. two years away. So this was like five years ago. But this happened. The, the this was after the you came incident. back. Yes, this in, the I, incident I'm gonna I'm alluding right. to. I mean we might want to before older. we do that. Can we set this up as like a one upper? Can we like. <laughs> Have you guys talk about um, yours, or should I just uh, t- start from the very beginning of just, that day? Just, I think you need to go back to that day because this was quite the day. So we work in a group practice. There's two or three of us usually at any given time in the clinic. Um, we're pretty good at covering for each other, but we also run a very busy clinic. And I do believe you got a call from your wife. Was like, it? Well, and I can only imagine there were multiple calls. And that that usually usually there's a call from my wife. I, I, I step away. I call her back. But it, I think there was like a SOS, call me back, 911. Just or assumed some, it was something. the emergency phone blowing up on him. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. and so I, I, I need you to call me as soon as possible, emergency. Okay, um, so you get an emergency call from your wife during the clinic, which is super rare. Right. Super yes. rare. Okay. Yes. So I I call her and my my wife is is upset, but she says I there there was an incident that happened, um, and um, the the police are here and they 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 want you to um, they they want to make sure that Eliana our our youngest who is two at the time has a a, a safe like safe passage to home and and. So that that's what I got. I did not get any more information than that. And I I, I okay. So what happened? Just just come here. Come to, come to Walmart. So I'm at, I'm at, at Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> so this is Walmart. So okay? I remember you getting into kind of like a panic, which is appropriate, and saying something to me along the lines of, "I'm sorry, I have to go. Jody's with the police at Walmart." And I have to go get my kids. <laughs> Eliana's not safe. <laughs> so, okay. so I get there, and what had happened is that the um, she was in the middle of using the self checkout, and the screen was not responding. And I don't know about you, there have been multiple times where. I I'm fed up with Walmart. You can't find what you need every you, time. Every time. <laughs> so th- th- what had happened is probably what most people wish that they could have done in a Walmart in the situation that happened, <laughs> where she couldn't press the, the the button, the 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 touch screen wouldn't respond, and so she slammed her fist into the screen, shattering it. <laughs> She was then very 
scared just like oh what did I, what have i done the person who is manning all of these stations were did you just punch that screen <laughs> i'm sure that That's yes the third it, one and today. so yeah. and so um so as she's going she realizes she has shards of glass in her hand like in her fist like this sounds like the most bad a like like <laughs> situation but yeah they had to get towels that they they had her wait as they called the police and they said that well because of her temper they wanted to make sure that the child went home safe and so i i don't know i, I would imagine most parents leaving that or not the children are not in a safe place <laughs> <laughs> but but no and so of course she she was embarrassed she she called me and um, the the weirdest part about that is we go to try and compensate Walmart for this, and that was the most frustrating. It's just as frustrating as going to Walmart to try and do this because we're like, okay, so so how much does it cost? Who who do I talk to? Oh, you want to talk to Eddie in the back? Okay, Eddie. Okay, well you need to talk to the gen the the corporate. Okay, well what's their number? The corporate. Well, no, this is a thing for the general manager. So we. We said, okay, well, here's our information. Let us know if you want the money for that. And we still haven't, two years ago, and we still haven't heard back from Walmart. So it's probably accruing some interest. Yeah. You're accruing interest. <laughs> you're you're going to someday, the police will show up at your house. <laughs> right, right. Walmart's filed a claim against you for damage screen 10 years ago, plus damages so that, to the tune of $2 million. That's right. So so this is the, the, the yeah goes along the frustrations of of Walmart. Have you have any of you had similar experiences yourself? I mean, anybody <laughs> who's been in a Walmart can understand that. Can I just say Jason that your wife has lived my dream? <laughs> yeah. She is my hero. Every, every, yeah. <laughs> She's a true American hero. <laughs> she did what we've all wanted to do. Just just destroy the thing. So Walmart this is our topic today and probably anybody who's downloaded this podcast has seen the topic is walmart um and i was well maybe i don't want to admit it but sunday i was supposed to be paying attention to something else and instead i was on my phone and what do you know i ran i stumbled across a cnbc article and walmart is experimenting with dental clinics is the headline from this thing and I was like, whoa, 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 Walmart opening up a dental clinic. Like, that's not something I expected, but it's also not entirely unexpected at the same time. In fact, I had a, um, had a friend um, named Mike, and maybe someday Mike will stumble across this podcast. <laughs> but um, Mike was an optometrist, and he had come to town. He had taken the job as the optometrist at the Walmart here in town. He also worked in my favorite Walmart, which is in the lovely municipality of Gallup, New Mexico, which calls itself the country's most patriotic small town, in case you're wondering. Mike had ran the optic, the optometry clinic, inside of the Walmart. So I was talking to Mike, and Mike was always very forthcoming about um, business and what it cost him to do business and the kind of money he made. And he also loved to ask direct questions. Mike was one of those few people you would meet who would be like, Hey, I'm Mike. Oh, Hey, you're a doctor. What do they pay you? And you're like, Whoa, 
he'd be like, oh, hey, how much did you pay for your house, Jason? What's your mortgage rate? Oh, what's your payment? Like, these are the kind of questions that most people wouldn't ask Mike, would ask them. Anyway, so Mike and I, Mike ended up leaving the Walmart. And he bought his own optometry practice and optic and moved out of state. But before that, we he consulted with me a lot because I owned a dental practice. And he was kind of trying to figure out if he wanted to go into ownership. He gave me some details about his Walmart optometry clinic. And... I believe I'm remembering this correctly. I could be wrong. So disclaimer, his overhead, ready dentists, hold on to your bridges, put on your depends, his overhead <laughs> for a single day to run his private optometry clinic inside the Walmart, which included one staff member, all the equipment he needed, the space and the advertising, $20. <laughs> How is that possible? How is that possible? I mean, $20. If you work 20 days a week, I mean, I'm sorry, 20 days a month, what, 400 bucks mm -hmm. a month? $400 a month is his rent payment? I don't have a clinic where that would even cover a day for a dental <laughs> clinic. Anyway, so Mike was paying 20 bucks a day. I mean, that... that doesn't even cover the staff wages. Anyway, but you the just point put was cash. Oh my god. <laughs> you just here. You can't even up. live here for anywhere near that. No, no, there's nothing you, you can't get anything for I can barely buy lunch for twenty bucks a day. Certainly not when I go with you guys. But, <laughs> but the, here's the insane thing. I understand why Walmart does that. Because it benefits them to have to have you in there. Yeah, to have you in there. If you're in there, you go in. Mike's job was to sling prescriptions for eyeglasses and contacts. And then you'd walk up to check out and you would buy your glasses and contacts from Walmart. And Walmart certainly makes a truckload of money on that. So that makes a lot of sense to me as from a business perspective. It's a win-win. Because Mike's big thing was, he was embarrassed to be the Walmart optometrist. Hey, what do you do? I'm an optometrist. Oh, I love, where do you work? Oh, I'm in the Walmart. And people were like, oh. oh. Walmart, huh? Okay, you're in the Walmart. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I'll keep going to my optometrist. I'll keep going to my optometrist at Costco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll do, well, I'll, Target, too. Like, I'll go to Target, yeah. but I will not go there. So I was surprised when – okay, so this article pops up. Walmart is experimenting with dental clinics. And I thought, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this is really significant. I mean, because when Mike and I were talking, I had the same thought. I was like, wow, what would it be like to run – a um, Walmart, a dental clinic inside the Walmart. In fact, there was a dental clinic that opened up in Santa Fe when the small smiles, for those of you familiar with pediatrics, when small smiles bit the dust, um, the clinic that rose out of the ashes of small smiles in Santa Fe started advertising. Their method of advertising, car window, like windshield flyers, like under your wipers, at the local Walmart. Classy move, guys. Classy. That's, that's how right. you get. That's how you get the classiest patients. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe, like somebody who would smash the screen. Uh, they come out and they're like, "Oh, there's a dental clinic. I'll go there." Um, no, but but anyway, does this? The question is, does this signal a radical change in how dentistry? I know it's bigger than that because they're opening it in conjunction with health clinics. How health and dentistry might change in the future? That's one question. My other question that I think we need to explore today is. Why lump dental 
with the other health services you're offering. Because traditionally, you wouldn't offer that, right? Like most health clinics, if you open up like a, um, a bunch of health clinics, you don't... Dental's not in there. Yes, dental is not in there. And it makes sense to me to open up a dental clinic inside. They even have to say it's a medical center or a dental center. They don't have like, like it's not all-inclusive. Right, right. So this um, CNBC article I'm looking at is talking about some clinics it's it states that walmart has had has a new health clinic this one's opening up in georgia it plans to have behavioral health um it's going to have primary care it's also going to have dental it doesn't talk much about the dental but it says it's going to have i totally get um behavioral health and the the gist of the article kind of comes back to is this a good move for walmart yes because they're trying to compete with like walgreens and cvs these huge pharmacies that are essentially trying to control every step of their marketplace and i it totally makes sense to me right like you want to sell drugs you make your money selling drugs okay well how do you make sure that people buy drugs from you at your location you become the prescriber so cvs throws in clinics so hey i need to get some drugs. i'll go to cvs i can get it prescribed there how awesome is that um so that makes sense to me so you put behavioral health that prescribes a lot of medication primary care a lot of medication um but dental, to me, feels like it has to be the highest overhead of any of the traditional health offerings. And also must ha- probably has the biggest disassociation between products that you would purchase and direct doctor influence on that. Like, do you guys think that we influence what a patient buys for their toothbrush? Rarely. Right. No. Rarely. Yeah. Not really at all. Yeah, no, no. nobody cares, right? No. Even though we have, I have ton of a, a ton of friends that keep asking, okay, well, what does it mean when they say nine out of ten dentists recommend this product? Nothing. It means <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, it means good some, marketing. Somebody's <laughs> they've got like ten dentists somewhere, and they hired them. Like you guys are my ten dentists. You're part of my marketing pool. It makes no sense. I so love- I'm really confused by this. So we did some homework for all of you listening. We did some homework. This is not new. This has I been thought- going on for. For a while. Right. I thought it was brand new. It's not brand new. Walmart has been in the dental game for going on 10 years. From what? From my limited internet research. In fact, what was funny is we brought this up to um, Steve, orthodontist who works with us in the practice. And he remembers before Walmart. Sears. Yes. (laughs) Having the dentist in Sears. Yeah, you can read articles back from the late 70s and early 80s. Um, talking about Sears running dental clinics. And there's some really good articles that talk about how, is this the way that dentistry is heading? Is it corporate dentistry being run out of department stores like Sears, one-stop shop? Is this the way that dentistry is heading? And now here we are 40 years later, and it's starting over again with Walmart and CBS. Well, I... I... (sighs) always find a way to plug the movie idiocracy because that (laughs) (laughs) because that's one of the things is costco that's where the guy went to law school is costco but you you had everything in costco so eventually yeah this is going to be a part of that too (laughs) so far it's it's on a pretty good trajectory sorry so little little side note about idiocracy movie (laughs) no it's good because i mean really the quite i mean 
it's crazy to see history repeat itself, right? 70s, 80s, department stores open up. If you read some of those articles about Sears, like Montgomery Wards, and some of these other stores that were adding additional services, I remember getting my hair cut in a department store at one point as a kid. And there was like a little hair salon in the back. Um, Walmart definitely has hair salons. They have banks. They have other services. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the behavioral um, medicine in there because you probably have – the kids are like, did you take your med- – oh, we need to go get your – You know what? We need to get your prescription. If, if, if this health center had been in our Walmart, it's likely – you would have got a call from a behavioral health <laughs> yeah, doctor, I not know, the police. I know. Hey, we've got your wife here. And don't worry. We've already uh, had the insurance We run. gave her a little <laughs> bit of ketamine. She's very calm. <laughs> but we need somebody else to Somebody's drive. Somebody's going to have to drive the kids home. <laughs> and we prescribed you 35 drugs, which you can buy in our, pharma- in our conveniently located pharmacy. Well, can you imagine the amount of Ritalin prescriptions they're going to get? You oh, bring your God. kids through fill them up with sugar and then bring them to the behavioral health doctor oh, get your man. prescription for well, ADHD diabetes yeah. so <laughs> yeah grab your your girl scout cookies and then run to the go get your right. diabetes medication no it's crazy it's a crazy example too of somebody controlling the entire pipeline of services right like this is one of the things that i hate in our community is that one of our major hospitals is an insurance company Right. Yeah. Insurance company builds hospitals and prime and like care facilities to drive their insurance. Right. Fi- they- yeah. Filter all of the patients that have those insurances to go to that particular hospital. And what? Right. It, and we've gone to that hospital. It is there's nothing there. No. Nobody it's, has. It's super weird at this point. But it's it's a weird like to me. It doesn't make any sense how you can get a government contract. A you know, i.e., Medicaid. And you can negotiate rates to your hospital that Medicaid will pay you, but you also are the insurance company that is making those reimbursements to yourself. It seems like the biggest conflict of interest. So it's interesting, you know, you want to control your pipeline for drugs, control who prescribes. I just don't think dental fits the model. And so there's an article from, oh man, where was it? We'll post it up online. Oh, this was the HuffPost, great source, 2013. Article about a dentist suing Walmart for stealing his concept of the dental clinic. So apparently this guy in like 2009 went to Walmart and said, hey, I want to open up a dental clinic in Walmart. And he made a proposition to them. Here's the equipment. Here's what we need, blah, blah, blah. And Walmart was like, yeah, we'll look into it or we'll do it. And then they blew him off. Denied him. And then then they opened up their own clinics. And then the funny thing is he he was looking for a job, got a job, and it ended up being the company in Walmart. Like he got the job. He's like, wait a minute. This is my idea. He like recognized everything. This is what I – this is like a – he said it was like a 400-page business plan. He's like, this is exactly what I was talking about. And then he's continuing to this day. He's still trying to still sue suing him. Walmart. But, okay. I mean, the world's full of these stories, right? Like, oh, yeah. I presented my genius plan to a monster corporation, and they stole it. Um, that's super weird. Um, but also, it, it appears from these articles that Walmart, their previous dental clinics have all been partners with DSOs. So they found, like another DSO to run the clinic and then basically almost like subcontracted the clinic, which would be pretty similar to the way that um, 
my buddy Mike ran the optometry clinic. I mean, essentially, they subcontract to him. He works as an independent provider within that clinic. So, like, probably as the dentist for Walmart, you're not a Walmart employee. Um, so, when you go to the Walmart job board, greeter, guy who gets the carts, dentist. Um, <laughs> instead, you get hired by a DSO that's like, oh, we have like 500 clinics. Oh, and we're gonna, and one of them we're gonna put you in. Oh, we're gonna put you in this Walmart one. It'd be like. Um, I also have a friend who owns a Subway restaurant that's in a Walmart. You know, he, you work for Subway. You don't work for Walmart, but you're in Walmart. I would assume they're going to follow that same model. The only sense of it that I can make is if you're trying to corner the market and you're offer all this primary health care, then you want to bring everybody in. So if you can bring them in to see their dentist, their physician, everybody, you have a better chance of keeping people coming back. But like you said, the overhead's so high in a dental office, I can't even imagine like what kind of patient base would you have to keep to actually make any money off of it? Right. And you don't go to the, I mean, you go to the dentist a couple times a year, presumably, right? Let's say people average three visits a year. Maybe that's not true, but if they did, right? Two recares and maybe one thing in between. You show up at Walmart for that. You're not going that frequently. So like, oh, I'm in, oh, I'm at Walmart. Oh, great, I'll pick up twenty things I need because I went twice a year. I mean, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't. This one doesn't make that much sense. It makes sense from a dentist perspective. I totally get the dentist who says, "Hey, I want massive foot traffic. I have this patient population that's traditionally pretty underserved. So whether that DSO or Walmart decides to offer like super low cost dental care." or they offer like Medicaid backed or Medicare backed dentistry, it's kind of one and the same. If they offer that, having foot traffic of low income people who are usually underserved, I think it would drive that. To me as the dentist, that feels like a win. Even though I wouldn't personally want to have a clinic in Walmart, I've been to Walmart, and that's not where I want to work every day. But for Walmart, I don't see it. And and I don't understand how from a from a biohazard standpoint <laughs> like i just imagine bloody gauze on the floor <laughs> in the aisles of like somebody got an extraction now they're gonna go shopping and they just drop their gauze on the floor and you're seeing this you're like ugh, like it's <laughs> is that one of those things though, that you would see at a walmart and maybe not bad an eye at. <laughs> classic, has, classic has a whole Walmart. lot changed. <laughs> We're gonna have a new, a, a new people of Walmart. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. People numb, gauze, yes. blood. I mean, when I was in dental school, I remember our emergency oral surgery clinic, and one of the guys attendings was really uptight about not sending people out with like blood on their face and stuff. And you know, he would really like mop people up before we sent them out. Which makes sense because you had to walk out through the waiting room. And, I mean, we do the same in our clinic, right? We take our sedated kids. We send them out the back door. Right. And people are always like, oh, my kid was so bad. They had to send him out the back door. I'm like, yes and no. Like, yeah, he's bad. But you don't need to freak out the waiting room. With, with having a limp just, noodle on, or over your – Yeah, <laughs> draped yeah. over your shoulder. Like, I'll go shopping. I could see, though. This, I could also see a scenario where – you drop your kids off for dental care at Walmart, and, they go and then shopping. you go shopping. Yes, <laughs> you're like, well, I uh, bought five two dollar DVDs, and I bought some tube tops and some muffins, all while my kids had their appointments, which again sounds like a disaster to me. 
Will the mother of Jose Sanchez come to the, we need you right away? We need you right now. You got to come sign consent for the treatment or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was like a disaster. So do you think that Walmart, okay, Sears and other stores failed at creating dental centers within shop? I mean, they did and they didn't, right? So Sears brings in a dental clinic or whatever other like shopping center and they open, what do they do? They run weird hour, like non-traditional dentist hours, right? Yeah. Open. It's like your comfort dental. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like a lot of DSOs, right? They run be super late Saturday hours. Saturday and they Sunday. Work, yes, they work weekends. They do all this stuff. They basically take dentistry and put it into a pure consumer model. Like this is a consumer, dentistry as a consumer product, period, which not as a traditional like healthcare item, right? They failed. More or less, Sears failed, but Sears failed for a number of reasons because obviously they made some big mistakes along the way. Big company that shouldn't have failed did. But that model kind of broke apart. People decided that they didn't want everything in that one shop, right? Then DSOs kind of came in and took maybe what they learned from that lesson, which was, hey, if we run weird hours and cheap prices, we're going to drive a certain patient population to come. And one of the articles I read about it was arguing or no it was a um blog post from a dentist from like 2012 was basically making the argument that i think this is what it came from anyway that um you could compete on price or you could compete on service and those are kind of the two battlegrounds and you're not going to win on price versus walmart i mean a lot of people have tried and failed right walmart's destroyed it's been a very disruptive company but because you can't compete on price like we as a practice, we won't be able to compete on price versus a place like Walmart. The buying power of Walmart for anything they need is going to be huge. We'll never touch it. Um, but we can always compete on service, which is something they probably, probably can't do. I mean, I, Walmart has decent service. Decent. Now, I don't really shop there that often, I'll be honest. The other thing that it makes me, um, that I'm curious about, so, so far we have these Walmart... Um, locations in Texas, South Carolina, and Georgia. Right. What is the Medicaid reimbursement for those states? So I know Texas. Texas is, is huge. Really good. Right. Really good. So that's a no-brainer for that. Mm. So I don't know about like so that would be the drive. You have the Medicaid population is is big with with Walmart. Right. Right. No. I go to Walmart. I mean, I'm not saying. Right. No, any... but it's true though. Like, there's a reason why when the that new that new practice opened up in Santa Fe from Small Smiles, they targeted. It was a Medicaid-driven clinic. They targeted that population. How did they do it? They dropped flyers on Walmart. Right. Right. I mean, they knew. It. They're like, okay, where where do our people hang out? Where do they congregate? It's here. But is that where those are going to pop up based on the reimbursement rates? Because nobody's going to open up, even if you are a DSO, that's not going to like motivate very many practices unless they're going to be reimbursed enough. Right, but they might be like, like think of like Pacific Dental. They don't, at least in our town, they don't take Medicaid, but they also offer things really cheap. Right. So, I mean, you could see a, a model where... Depending on if it's if the dental clinic is subcontracted to a variety of companies or practitioners, I guess you could see them using a different model. And Walmart may or may not care that much, but they're also uh, opening some standalone, like 
medical facilities. And those will include dental, which, okay, that makes sense. And those will probably, I did see online, you could use your Delta Dental plan there and some other stuff. Um, but do you think this disrupts the dental industry at all? Like big picture, Walmart adds some dental clinics or even a lot of them. Does it disrupt the dental industry? I think that there's certain aspects of the dental community that could be disrupted by it. So if you own a large chain of offices that caters to a Medicaid base of patients, yeah, I could see that being, you know, somebody huge that you're going to have to go up against. But there's this really good article um, from 2014 that talks about, it basically talks about what dentists can learn from the downfall of Sears. Mm, I, I think that's that kind one. of the article that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so price versus service. So what can a private practice dentist do to combat a giant like Walmart? Well, you sharpshoot for the, a specific type of patient. You're not looking for somebody on the same type of insurance that Walmart's accepting. You're going after people looking for uh, better service with their dental care, whether it's for a cosmetic dentistry or somebody that can really take care of their kid or provide a certain uh, service like sedation dentistry for kids. I highly doubt that's going to be available at a Walmart. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good point. Like services, you're you're always going to be able to. And the problem, I mean, Walmart has a has an image issue. Let's be honest, right? There's a reason why for. For, was it the White Elephant Gift Exchange? <laughs> yes. Um, this past year, I was lucky enough to get the People of Walmart calendar. Like, tear <laughs> off 365 days of People of Walmart. And um, Well, your son did. My son got it. Your son got the... And the really telling fact is not only did... Not so much that we got it that they... Well, one, they make that calendar, right? <laughs> you don't see, like, the People of Dental Practices, like, calendar, right? It's not that funny. People of Walmart, weird stuff. Number two, my wife deemed it, after looking at it, deemed it inappropriate for my young teenage son to have in his bedroom. And um, we took it to the office, put it in our office. So the point, I guess the point is, it's a, Walmart has an image and a certain demographic that it appeals to, right? And they're going to grab that dental market, I would assume. Right. A lot of, I guess I would say more discerning consumers are probably not going to be drawn away from a dental practice into a Walmart setting. You know, we have a cosmetic driven office, not that, that I own. And I don't think we're going to lose a single patient to Walmart dental. Should it come to Santa Fe? I don't I, I, it's the Comfort Dental in town or Aspen Dental, maybe the Pacific Dental, Perfect Teeth, some of these. Like DSOs, they might find that threatening. They might, they might lose some patients there because people who are just looking for like the cheapest Cheap way and in. convenient, right? Well, and the other thing that we kind of talked about, uh, Jason, I think you brought this up about how people go into a Walmart, they get their exam done, they get their X-rays. Walmart, whatever dental office there, can bill out for that service, and then give the referral slip to have the treatment done at another office. Like a mobile dental unit. So, yeah, they they collect all of that and they say, oh, yeah, no. You, oh, you're saying they could do that. Yeah, they could yeah. do that. Yeah, you can have, yeah. The other thing that I I don't know if Maybe Smile, Smile Direct is, is worried about this as well. <laughs> they probably <laughs> because, are. Because yeah. we've got them going in like the CVSs. They're parking yeah, their, totally. out there. So this is going to take over their business in, in terms of, 
or their their spot. You know, you're not going to have a dentist and Smile Direct in the same area. No. And you know what? Ortho is really in trouble with things like this. Like low cost, like ortho is, it's a premium service and to get it done right is really challenging and you pay a lot for the experience of an experienced practitioner like um, touching and working with you. We're fortunate, um, orthodontist in our practice has about 25 years or plus of private practice experience. You know, he just sees things, right? Like the Smile Direct can't compete with that, but Many of our patients don't appreciate that. And I think if you're like really, really cost conscious, you just want the facade, you want it to kind of look good, you're not as concerned about like deeper down, then that's going to be super disruptive. And yeah, Smile Direct, Invisalign is already super nervous. They've got, they've got problems on their hands. And well, that'll be an interesting one to see how that plays out in the future. I think hopefully, you know, it drives costs down for people and, Hopefully people get, um, I don't want to tangent into smile direct cause I know that's well, definitely that's a, that's a, a topic, topic down the road, definitely sure. a topic for another day. Um, but I would say my overall opinion is Walmart dental, not going to hurt dentistry at large. I actually don't personally believe it's going to change the marketplace that much. I think the DS, the big DSOs in existence, they're already on the fortune 500. Some of them, these are huge companies. They already have great buying power. They're probably working with margins that aren't that far off from what Walmart can do. They're probably going to run it a hell of a lot better than any Walmart ever could, especially if you're running a health clinic with a bunch of different services. That's just kind of like throwing the mud on the wall, man. Like just, hey, let's get everybody in the door, make it happen. I don't think it changes that, and I don't think it changes the way dentistry is delivered because I think we've already crossed out of like, some of the, you know, maybe a more traditional like medical model where you're available aside from emergency care, you're available, you know, during normal like business hours. I We're long gone from that. You can go to the dentist any day, any time, pretty right. much. Let's let's just talk for a second about what it would be like being the dentist working at that Walmart clinic. Oh, yes. So I worked this, I was the, the only doctor at our office in town this weekend. And I, ha, I had my turn with the uh, emergency phone line. <laughs> Did you and it was blown up all weekend. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, what if I'm the doctor at Walmart? Getting you, all of those emergencies. Well, people bring their kids in at the end of the day at our offices because they have to do their grocery shopping first before they bring their kid into the, yeah. <laughs> you can swing them into, so how many emergency visits are you taking? Yeah. What would that dentistry be like? I mean, the stigma alone. I mean, I, my buddy had an amazing gig. The optometry gig at Walmart paid great. Let's first of all, I bet that dentist makes good money. Right. Yeah. Um, unless, I don't know. Maybe in some of the standalone health clinics, it might run like an FQHC. They might get that designation. It's hard to say. Um, anyway, but odds are working with the DSO and a commercially driven practice, you're going to make probably very competitive money. You're probably going to work garbage hours. I would guess that they, the clin- or Walmart at large will determine what hours or the DSO will tell you what hours you're going to get to work. But they're going to make it worth it for they're, whoever that dentist is. Yeah, they'll make it is. worth it because they're going to they're gonna have to recruit you through the idea that you're the Walmart dentist. You have to be like, oh, yeah. You have to tell all your friends, family, and everyone that you, oh, I went to school for 10 years and I'm the dentist at Walmart. Or you you don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or you said, "What do you do?" You know what? My wife is the income that does, does <laughs> yeah. it brings in in the. I'm telling you though, my this guy I knew, he did not like talk it up that much. It. Yeah, I mean, he would like if, once you knew him, he's like, "Oh, I'm at Walmart," but he was quick to tell you why it was such a good gig. Right. He wasn't like you know putting his hanging a poster of himself out in front of the Walmart. You know, hey, Den- look at dentist me. of the month picture, right? Yeah. So <laughs> right here's, in your office. <laughs> here's a here's a final question about this topic. Is it possible that Walmart is doing this for altruistic reasons? Is it possible that they are saying, you know what, we want to increase access to care for underserved populations? Is Absol- it possible? No. <laughs> I do not think so. Yeah, That's... I don't think so either, right? <laughs> I mean, Walmart has Walmart's a traded company. They're publicly traded. And I just don't think publicly traded companies act in the best interest of people all the time. And that also worries me about the, the care that you're going to receive from these. Is it, it, A lot of times when you have these huge um, corporate offices, the, it, they really don't care as long as you're producing. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you on. Uh, and so, I don't know, there's not, not always, but... Sometimes I've seen there's not as much heart, um, at least what what I've seen as I've as I've uh, worked at different offices. It's easy when you're working with the underserved community to make it seem altruistic. I think like if you're a dentist and you're wanting to work at an office like a Walmart setting, and you're saying your motivation is I'm going out there to ser- help the underserved community. I'm going out there to help people that don't have great access to dental care. I find it really hard to believe that you're going into business with Walmart with those intentions and not to make a crap ton of money. Dude, totally. Or you're a, um, you end up being a dentist that's hard to employ otherwise, right? Like sometimes you might have to have a work visa or there's some, you know, those are very costly. There might be reasons why DSO brings you in. And you end up in that community. But I agree. If you just want to serve people, there's a lot of cool ways to do it that aren't necessarily in like the world's largest chain store or what's probably certainly becoming the world's largest chain store um, that's trying to buy and control every step of everything. I mean, it's just kind of creepy though, right? To live in the world where giant corporations want everything you do to be them. I mean, it happens all the time, right? Every product, every everything, you know, like people want you for everything. And that kind of creeps me out about it. Um, so I was I was just thinking about the Walmart and this Walmart in Gallup is a special place. And I was out there Gallup is a special place. Gallup yes. is a special place, <laughs> totally. I was there one night getting some groceries for a camping trip. It was probably ten PM. And that's, I saw that's when that's when the special people come out. I kid that's you what not. I found. Yeah. Whenever I go to Walmart after ten, they, ooh, that's where the calendar takes place. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Why on earth? Can people not come shopping there without their children that late? <laughs> are there and no, the children are wide awake. Are there no They're big, wide awake well, at ten some, o'clock? I was. There were. It was a combination of kids running around going crazy, or I saw kids asleep on the rack, like the bottom rack of the grocery cart. <laughs> you put like a, on those a little pillow. bars. You put a little pillow under oh there and gosh. shove your child yeah. under there. Yeah, steal some pillow pads, <laughs> shove them down there, put the kid on top. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm looking around. 
the kids are just going bonkers. There's kids crying. There's kids like hanging off carts. There's kids under carts. And they're all just like shopping. It's like 1030. And I just kept thinking, why? It's late at night. These kids should all be in bed. Um, and so. And as a resident in Detroit, then I, I mean, it made sense why all the emergencies came in at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> their kids busted their teeth because they were running around at one o'clock, two o'clock at night. Yes. <laughs> right. So one thing that we had discussed about adding to the podcast that we haven't made official, but we're going to start easing into it is a, um, Finishing up with a what we were going to call the clinician's corner, Ooh. where we we're going to talk about some actual treatment and just throw out some treatment ideas. These will also be things that we can discuss on our website um, through our forum. And this one having to do with Walmart is not the clinical pearl I'm going to throw out there. And this is because I'm a pediatric dentist. If you want kids... If you want your kids to have healthy teeth, they need a going-to-bed routine. <laughs> this is my personal theory. Kids who go to bed with a routine get their teeth cleaned. They go to bed. Their teeth stay healthy. Kids without bedtime routines get more cavities. Discuss. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Preach it. Preach it. No, because – all right. So – we frequently, frequently after we treat kids in the hospital, we'll call at night and just double check on them. Hey, how you doing? Kid had surgery today. Um, and I was in the early days absolutely shocked. Once I got into private practice, I was at home. A lot of times I was lazy and I didn't make the calls till pretty late at night. And I'd put it off until I had my own kids in bed. And I'd be like, oh, I got to make some calls and check on those hospital cases. I would call. Nine out of ten of those kids were up. Okay, these are kids who are all at the hospital like at the two, crack of freaking old. dawn. They're two, three, four years old, and what are they all doing? They're up at night. Hey, how's your kid? Oh, he's right here. He's doing great. How's Sucking your... on a lollipop. Right. <laughs> I think if you leave your kid up and then let them fall asleep. I, my theory is these people leave their kids up and let them fall asleep on their own. Or let them put themselves to bed. Or they just wait until they're so exhausted. All they can do is put the kid in bed. And then they deal with cleaning the teeth in the morning. Those kids get lit with cavities. You you said that we could keep the, the soda in his sippy cup at nighttime until we come back, right? We, yeah. we... <laughs> ah, it's so true, though. Like It's just, to me, I can't imagine doing that in my life. I need my kids to go to bed so I can have a moment to myself. I can't imagine them being up. But I also understand when they're up too late. How frustrated I get and how tired and I don't want to deal with them anymore. But there you go. There's my clinical pearl for today. We'll actually discuss some things that pertain to more than just pediatric dentistry. But when people ask me, like, what should I do so my kids don't get cavities? And they're like, oh, do I need to buy a magic toothbrush at Walmart? No. Do I need to buy princess toothpaste at Walmart? No. Which kind of floss? The string or the little, like, dinosaur shapes? It doesn't freaking matter. You know what you need to do? Put your kid to bed. Put your kid to bed. Put your kid to bed. Clean their teeth. At the same time, about the same Give time. Give them a bedtime. Night. Have a routine. Get that kid in bed, and I bet they'll have less cavities. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you. I I I want to mention at the end of this podcast that my wife has given her consent to being <laughs> talked about on this. We 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 discussed this before, and she said that that was fine. So I thank my wife Jody for being 
being willing to be talked about. We all about. thank her. M- MVP <laughs> of the podcast oh. tonight, Jody. Total, total MVP of the podcast. And um, that was that's a delightful memory I hadn't thought of until we talked about it tonight, of the day when my the entire staff were going crazy. Dr. Jason had to go get his kids. The police are with his wife. And Nobody everyone... knew. The doctors knew. And if the, the staff knew, that's because... You, well, we may have you, leaked it. You may have leaked, <laughs> we leaked it. We may or may not have leaked it. I'm just saying there's a lot of... Immediately. There was a lot of speculation. And you know, we have a few staff members who've crossed paths with the law enforcement agencies. <laughs> so they, they had some ideas. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. And we'll catch you next time around. Adios.